Backyard Pets episode three is here. Jacob Brown here joined by Tyler Fabian. And it was a crazy weekend. The first week where we had both college and NFL back-to-back days. This is the weekend I was waiting for. We're going to get into all of it. We're going to review our picks from last week and mainly Tyler's picks from last week. Uh, Then we're going to go into our picks for college football in week three, followed by a little fantasy football segment now that we can talk about it. Uh, And then we'll finish up talking about the NFL uh, for next week and making some picks. Tyler has some picks. I have some picks that are not on your list that I'm not going to tell you about until we get to that point. Uh, And then we're going to have some props at the end as well. And don't worry, we'll have our Jayhawk watch coming up shortly as well. So Tyler, it was a great weekend. How are you doing after those two days of football? Uh, doing pretty good. Got finally got some, you know, back onto some schedule and some bets. Uh, that Texas at Alabama game. What a great game that was. Alabama, you know, pulled it off and won. Honestly, I thought they would control that game a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. But Texas, Texas dominated that game. Let's give them credit for that. But you know, projected it how it would how it would go. Kind of. We did dominate. We thought Alabama would dominate, but they did win. So. We thought they'd win, didn't cover. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, and we had that Texas. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, for that Texas-Alabama game, I mean, you had the blown penalty call. You, it, it, For me, at least, it's just showing, you know, Texas, that's a great showing going into the SEC with Archie, and that harkens back to what you said exactly last week, is this? that's what you were going to be looking for out of this game. How is this team going to make themselves look to Archie? Yeah, but the thing I actually was watching during that game, that's next point in the Texas, is the quarterback. If they didn't get – he didn't get injured, I think they could have won that game. Exactly. But I forgot about that. You also got to look at it. He's a freshman. Like, what was what's Archie's plan here? Come in and take his job? Because he looked pretty good. Quinn, you know, a 1,000 thousand rating coming in. Hasn't uh, had that since okay. young. Whoever the quarterbacks are at Texas, they're transferring out for a Manning son, okay? He's in. I don't know. That guy's pretty highly rated, and he looked pretty good. That's all I got to say. Uh, we'll see. I'm not saying he's better. I'm I mean, we saw the Oklahoma situation last year, and that's not any, you know, so it it, it happens. Yeah. But, you know, stay in the state of Texas. Let's go to A&M. Um, we lost to Appalachian State, which I think Appalachian State is not a bad team. Don't get me wrong. And we got to give some respect to the Sun Belt. They've showed up in the first couple of weeks. But this goes back to our previous conversation from a few weeks ago. Jimbo gets a number one recruiting class, can win one one or two big games a year, but always falls flat on his face at some point. Is this his falling flat, flat on his face for this season already? It is. I, I mean, your season's over pretty much. Your schedule's a gauntlet for the remainder of the year, and you just lost to a team that you should have beat. And so when you're looking at the college football schedule at the end of the year, and they're doing these playoff rankings. And let's even say somehow Texas A&M goes undefeated. That one loss, and let's say Georgia has a loss, I guarantee you whatever game Georgia loses is going to be a much better loss than Texas A&M. Let's say even Bama loses a game. Uh, they probably play each other anyway, or you know, those three teams probably play each other in some order or whatever. Uh, okay, that loss, if you're measuring it up against other losses, you basically need – a Bama or a Georgia to have two losses and for you to essentially go undefeated the rest of the way uh, to have a chance at the college football playoff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just looking at that weekend and since we brought it into Georgia, I think Georgia's in a tier of their own right now. I don't think Alabama's at that tier just by their performance at Texas. I mean, 
sloppy play all around. But, you know, if Texas A&M does beat Alabama, it does open up the door a little bit. But it's also – I do – Georgia's in that tier of their own. I think Georgia would beat A&M in the SEC championship type deal. And now they're at two losses. And Alabama's at one. And Georgia's either has none at that point or has one just from the season. So right. I think they get screwed on it, it, it to that point. I, I do disagree, don't disagree. I think he falls flat on his face once again this season. Yeah, and on the other side of it too, I think Texas, even though they lost, if they go undefeated or even if they lose one more game, I feel like they could win the Big 12 and maybe even be a Big 12 champ that gets into the college football playoff. That's what was going through my head yesterday because the Big 12, you just have Baylor that went down. It's wide open out there. Uh, and Texas is a big favorite for me now in the Big 12. Yeah, I got to give them credit. It did, did look good, you know. Can't can't take that away from them. Yeah, but, so yeah. Uh, let's move on to our picks for this week, though. Well, oh, your review, one. your review. Yeah, we well, we had one more, one more. Uh, Hawaii, told you they're trash, absolute trash. My my Michigan was up forty two nothing at half, and I was actually sweating that a little bit. But somehow they covered it. They covered it by like 40 points or something. Or I think at the end of the game, it was like 52 to 10. That's I all we needed. sweating it a little bit. <laughs> sweating a 50-point spread. Like, what? what is that? And then – Did you, you know, have it on TV? No. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't no, going to watch. I, I thought you would be like having it out. No. What, once Michigan was up like 35 or something like that, and even then I wasn't straight up watching it. It was just kind of background. I was like, yeah. That one's dead in the water. It's the second quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, time for the most important segment. Huge win last weekend. Our Kansas segment. Wow. So, you know, can Kansas. Here's our one upset that we were looking for. West Virginia. OT. They can score two touchdowns in overtime. They score the first one and get the pick six to seal the deal. They're two and zero, oh, baby. They play um, they, uh, I forget who they play this weekend, but they play Duke next weekend, which is supposed to be a little bit more favorable. Duke also had a good win, so I'm a little nervous on that one now. But two and zero, oh, we need one more, just one more. Wow, I mean, we got a lot of weeks, man. I mean, that's a good bet, and uh, man, it makes me want to. All these bets that you're making, man, I'm not placing them. My, you know, we're not supposed to take advice, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I, I wish I would have placed some of these, man. But, yeah, hey, I, that, that gives Florida, you a reason to listen. To water la- yeah, definitely. I thought Florida was dead in the water last week, going into last weekend. Now I'm like, you know, I think it's alive again. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Of course, they lost that game. And it was funny because Kirk Herbstreit was the only one to pick Kentucky on game day. Everyone else went Florida. Uh, So right when he said that, I was like, Kentucky's winning this game. I guarantee you they're winning this game. Um, Wow. So, yeah, Kansas Jayhawks. Look at that. All right. So now we move on uh, to the preview for college football week three. Uh, Go into some of your games. So... You know, we're looking at going to that UCF-FAU game this weekend and got the FAU alum, so thought we might as well just bring it up and talk about it. UCF opened up at 10. When I checked this morning, they were favored by nine and a half. I honestly, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I Our offense can score points. We've scored roughly 40 points a game the last three games. UCF struggled last week. I was really high on them to beat Louisville. 
but I really want to say at UCF, FAU is going to cover that, you know, as an optimistic fan, but I, I don't know, man. I, I'm going to take FAU just to ride with it, but I also have no faith in it just, just based on how we played them last time. Listen, uh, you know, theoretically, I should be the one that, you know, should should be promoting FAU in this game. You know, I I, I work there. I announced the team's games and stuff like that. Um, they're going to lose. It's going to be a blowout. I can't I can't do it. Uh, it's going to be bad. We thought it was going to be close in the Lane Kiffin days. It was not. Uh, UCF was, you know, they were. Were they coming on? Was that after the, yes, the, obviously that was after they had already had that whole, you know, the whole hype situation, but they didn't have that same team even. And so that's why we were kind of like, Hey, they, you know, we could beat them. Maybe, you know, they don't have the same team, blah, blah, blah. And then they blew us out. So I, FAU struggling too much, man. Yeah, I know. I know that we're the fans that we don't consider ourselves the delusional FAU fans thinks that we'll win all these big games, but I, I'm not saying we're going to win this one. Like, I'm definitely not saying that. I'm just worried that we can score points. I think Nikosi Perry is a good quarterback. I'm worried about a backdoor cover potentially or anything of that nature, and that's going to cover that spread for FAU. That's 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 my thought process. All right, so now we got your second game. So – Yes, uh, we look at that Penn State-Auburn game. That was a good game last year at Penn State. We're back in Auburn. Auburn has struggled to put up some points the last first two weeks playing not the most best teams in college. Let's be honest about that. Penn State, I like their new running back, the freshman. I'm a big Sean Clifford fan. I think I've been pretty open about that. But Penn State's favored by three at, at Auburn. I I'm going to take Penn State. I, I believe they're definitely a better team, especially at this point in the season. Auburn's had its struggles. I don't know where, where Auburn really is this year. I'm going to take Penn State right now at that line at three. I like that. You know, and, you know, Auburn is one of those kind of second-tier SEC teams to where sometimes they'll have their big years. Sometimes they're going to have these 500-ish years. Um, and so I don't think they're that strong of a team this year. I'm with you. Yeah, just being optimistic on it, you know, but I'm hoping for a good game. It is in Auburn. You never know. But for my Friday game, I am taking another game on Friday. Kind of got screwed last week against UCF on Friday with Louisville again on a Friday. But I am taking Florida State at that two, favored by two at Louisville on Friday. Florida State just came off a big win against uh, LSU where I, I thought they kind of looked pretty good. felt like they're back. They came off a bye week because of that. Yeah, a little bye. Louisville, what are they? Are they good? Are they bad? Don't know. I'm taking Florida yeah. State at two. There's more there to Florida State. You you have you beat an SEC team. You have Louisville that I think they lost to Syracuse. Uh, so yeah, they lost to Syracuse. So that you know already I'm favoring Florida State just because of that. Um, and and you know what? I, I want the ACC to be interesting. Give me. A ranked Florida State, a ranked Clemson. Um, uh, I'm, I'm blanking. There's a third good ACC team this year. Uh, Miami is ranked, uh, but they have a hit as well. Uh, but they just lost to Tennessee. Um, close games, so they'll probably get some credence on that. Um, but then, yeah, we have this last game here, Michigan State at Washington. 
the line is at minus three favoring Washington. Uh, it is in Washington. Uh, Michigan State's a ranked team. Washington is not. Uh, I like Michigan State, and, and I'm going to say it before you so that, you know, Mr. Michigan State doesn't look bad. Uh, you know, I like Michigan State in this game. Uh, the Pac-12 has looked brutal all year. Um, I don't like the way, that, you know, Oregon brutal loss against Georgia. Um, and then you had Utah losing to Florida. Uh, I, when they're matching up against these bigger conferences, they tend to struggle. Um, so that's happened twice this year. Uh, I get that Washington's at home. Michigan State has to travel out west. That's always difficult. You, you always have to play a different. It's kind of a similar brand of the Big Ten. The fact that it's very defensive style of football. Uh, but Michigan State, they're a ranked Big Ten team. They're expected to do big things this year. And if they want to have the season they want to have, this is a win that I think they know that they need. Uh, and I also think Michigan State has better coaching. So uh, I'm taking Michigan State all the way in this one. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, the line did open at two for Washington, and it's moved to three. Um, I think it's because of the home field advantage. You look at Michigan State, Peyton Thorne has struggled in his first two weeks. Let's be honest with that. Yeah, quarterbacks always struggle, Michigan State, so for a little bit yeah. here, this little run. Yeah. Snow, he's out for the year, probably our best defensive player. Henderson, is he playing? We don't know. It's optimism. But I look at Thorne, he has struggled. But I also feel like we're not really showing our playbook just because week three, we are playing Washington. We're not showing our tight ends up the middle. We're kind of hiding a lot of our plays by just running it and play action, deep balls, because we played Akron last weekend. We beat them 52 to nothing or something like that. Like, we played Akron. They're awful. Like, why, why are we showing our playbook to play teams that we can beat with simple, basic runs and a play action down the field? That's where I think Thorne's having his issues because we haven't really used the middle of the field as much. And so I do expect him to get back into a rhythm this game. And Michigan State, I, I, for all our struggles that we've had and for the going out to the Pac-12, I do think Washington has a good offense. But I'm going to take Michigan State. I just Where our expectations are for this season, I definitely think that they need to go in and win this game. I am, uh, I am with you there. So uh... – Time for a fun conversation. Fantasy football. We can we can we can talk about it. The uh, the barriers are down. Uh, I was at your house last week. We were recording. Uh, we had our drafts two or three days later, uh, and we couldn't talk about it on last week's pod. For those of you that are new to this week, uh, but now we can. I drafted like had I you know we were sitting there. I had already drafted three or four other teams. You had as well. We weren't even talking about those. Uh, so we know how competitive we are over the year because we think very similarly in drafts. Uh, you ended up stealing at least two or three players for me. I forget now because it's, you know, a week ago already, but I'm sitting there like, God, you know, th two or three times and you're picking some guy from me. Uh, but now that we can talk about it, let's go through our rosters first. We, we are both coming off wins. We didn't face each other in this league, um, but I'm going to go to my roster now. I won 126 to 97.82, um, and I renamed my team. I was just Team Brown going in. Now I'm undefeated 1-0. Uh, so that's my new team name. Uh, so uh, let's take a look at my team. Uh, at, at, at quarterback, I went with Justin Herbert. Uh, then I have Najee Harris, Zeke Elliott, Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, Dallas Goddard, Antonio Gibson, uh, the Patriots defense. Carlson is my kicker. Uh, and then Dobbins, who I was going to start, but he was injured. Uh, so just go through your top starters first on your roster. We'll break it down and compare. 
and, and and your draft well, experience too. I mean, you know. Well, first off, let me just say I do also have a couple other teams. As you can hear by my team, um, I didn't didn't know we were previewing our teams. I was just going to kind of give you players I was high on for the year, but oh. my team is very bold. Like it's very bold. Like in all that aspect of, I took players that were high. I thought I was high on throughout the year, but I do have Joe Joey B at quarterback. I took uh, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, uh, Tyreek. No, sorry. I think I'm looking at the wrong league. Am I? No, no. Right league. I got Tyreek Hill, (laughs) Allen Robinson. See, here's the problem. I haven't been in too many leagues. Uh, Dawson Knox, Michael Thomas. Oh. I got a kicker. Prater is my kicker. Not happy with him. We'll talk. All the kickers stunk this week. Yeah, whatever. Just screw kickers. Screw kickers kickers and tight ends i i hate playing with them i got gabe davis for, for buffalo devin singletary i got d hop uh russell russell gage Devonte parker uh henderson and robbie anderson as i told you very bold team I, i'm in other leagues i got other solid teams not that i don't think this is a solid team i just wanted to be bold and get some of those guys that i'm high on is those are most of those guys on, on, on my team this year. I am high on that they're either bounce back year or they're going to have a solid year and the floor is kind of high for them. Yeah, you, you went really high ceiling and your running backs are looking better than mine right now. Not I, I'd rather have McCaffrey and Saquon after week one, even with their injury history uh, over Najee and Zeke. Um, so you're beating me there. I think I have you with Herbert after their week one performance. Uh, I thought Herbert was a better option anyway, just because – uh, you know, he had more points last year, but uh, then receivers, I've got Diggs and Evans. Who are your two? Well, who I played, uh, I played Tyreek Hill and Allen Robinson and my two starters. I played Allen Robinson because I have Gabe Davis and a bunch of other leagues. So and Mike Thomas. Well, yeah, he played my flex, so. Oh. Like, oh. But, you know, Joey B, just back to that debate, though, he had four interceptions and still got me close to 20 points or something like that. So I'm not worried about him. But I took him just for the value. Most of Herbert and everyone was off the board. It's probably the best one left. Or it was in my top five or six list for the year. So had to do it at that point. Yeah. But, you know. Wow. I mean, hey, I'm like Antonio Gibson. I, how did he, though? Because I'm reading this stat line. I got to ask this. He gets me. 58 yards, no touchdowns, 20 points. It's that PPR, man. He got those catches and yeah, 14 attempts. I didn't really watch that game. I didn't really watch that game, to be honest with you. It was on red zone, but it's, yeah. you know, Washington Jaguars. <laughs> hey, you know but what? Though? Like, I said, like I said, hey, it turned out good. It turned out good, but that wasn't higher in my priorities. Like I said, most guys on my team I'm high on this year. Like Allen Robinson was a little disappointed in week one. He only got two targets, that one being in the fourth down last play of the game. But I am still high on him. I think he's definitely having a bounce back here. He finally has a good quarterback after all these years. I think he's still talented. They definitely need someone to come in and fill that role, and we we saw that in Thursday. We Someone needs to fill that wide receiver two role for them. I think Allen Robinson could be that guy. That's why I have him. Then Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is another guy I'm really big on this year. <sighs> Cole Beasley, Manuel Sanders, they, they need another wide receiver too out in Buffalo. They do. I think he's going to get his targets this year. You saw that. He's going to be a deep ball threat. They need the – Josh Allen's pretty good about 
getting the ball out to anyone and everyone. Taking away that playoff game from last year that he absolutely went off on, I'm still high on this man. He had a good back half of his second second half of his season. I just think he's going to have a good year. Taking him high, you know. Uh, it, yeah, I, I like that. I mean, your team is – you went high. It worked in week one. I mean, it looks really good right now. I went, like, more dependable, and, and you know – We'll see how it works out. You know, Zeke, I think I'm regretting. I think, you know, Najee, I, I kind of, there's not been an injury history with him as opposed to McCaffrey and Saquon, uh, where I'm a Giants fan. I didn't go with Saquon, which, which you know, upsets me a little bit uh, after his week one. Um, but who I was high on, I was high on J.K. Dobbins in this league. I figured he's coming back this year with Lamar. Uh, he was out week one. I'm not really worried about that. He did not need to play against the Jets. Um, I think that was just more of a precautionary thing. Uh, I was high on Adam Thielen. Um, you look at his game log from last year. When he plays, he scores. Um, so, when you know, you saw what Jefferson did this week, uh, which took away from Thielen. He only had 36 yards. So I don't, I don't know how well that's going to look. Um, I don't have any pending moves. Our waiver wire is pretty tough right now. You got some guys that are decent. Um, you know, Julio Jones had a good week. McCole Hardman had a good week. Um, you know, Greg Joseph, 13 points from a kicker, which right now you got to be looking from anything from the kicker position. Although I'm fine with Carlson. I got nine. Um, but uh, our league drafted really well. So there's not much on the waiver wire. It's going to be pretty much what your team is, what it is. And uh, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just kind of going through my team too, you know, Michael Thomas, he hasn't played in like close to two years, but I think he's going to have a bounce, bounce back week. I know that some of my points I got from last weekend were those two touchdowns, but you look at that wide receiver core, I really like Chris Olave. I think he's really good. Jarvis Landry, for some reason, whenever I turn a game on that he's plays in, he's involved in the play. So I think he's definitely going to be useful. That's a great point. Sense. 18 points. Yeah, he's, he's going to be useful for them. So I, that definitely creates more opportunity for Thomas to not be double covered as much. So I, I like Michael Thomas. I think he's going to have – might take a couple of weeks for him to actually have his true progression and points outside of relying on touchdowns. But I am high on him. Saquon, I'm just – he's going to have – he's got to have a bounce back here. Like, come on, please, please. Just – that's all I'm leaving it at. Devontae Parker. I only took him because it was really late. I think it was like round 12 or something like that. He was still on the board. Someone's got to get the targets in New England. Devontae was had some production out in Miami. Someone's got to get the targets. That's the only reason I'm kind of high on him and took him. A little yeah. worried with the Mac Jones injury, if, if that's serious or not, but that's besides the point. I think other guys um, that I'm high on in, in, in general who have good week ones that are kind of out of nowhere, Dotson and Washington uh, had a really great week. Yeah. Uh, young for a, a draft pick this year. And then I just had one in my head that, that was uh, – uh, oh, Duvernay. Had a great week. Two touchdowns. He's the number two for Lamar. We talked about uh, on my Strictly Sports pod that he doesn't have very many weapons, so he's going to be relying on Bateman and Andrews and then kind of DuVernay, uh, Duvernay as that third option. Might be a valuable guy, so so we'll see out there in, in Baltimore. Um, you got any others? Yeah, like I said, Lamar, I think, going to have a good season, but he wasn't on my list. I think he's going to have a great season. Just wasn't on my list, but similar to him. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he got uh, A.J. Brown. Uh, he's got more field to open up. I think the floor is just so high for him, and we kind of saw that last week. Like, he was able to get some rushing yards, able to get a rushing, you know, attempts for the touch for a touchdown, passing. I just think the floor is so high on him for fantasy value, at least. 
I am high on him for fantasy for that reason. And one guy you had mentioned to me was Amon Ross St. Brown, and he had a good week um, for the Lions. Yeah, but you look at his second half of the year, same thing. He's putting up 20 points, roughly 20 points per game in the second half of the year. That's why I was kind of high on him. I don't know how I feel about him long term. Busy place for Detroit. You know, are, is Detroit good this year? Or are they not? We'll find out. But I am kind of high. But there is that one. Um, Leonard Fournette. I know I'm a Bucks guy, but they have religiously talked about improving the run game this year. We saw that last night in, in Dallas. He got a lot of touches. I think he had like 17 or 18 at least, 120 or more on the ground. That's the only reason I'm high on him because he was still getting points last year with not as much rushing due to the passing game. So I'm just high on him for fantasy value as well. I think people forget a little bit Another about guy. Sorry, what was that? People forget a little bit about Corey Davis. 13.7 points this week, was injured a lot last year, had a great year with Tennessee. Joe Flacco's there right now, but once Zach Wilson gets back, that might be a guy to look at. But him scoring that many with Flacco, you know, he scored the one touchdown for the Jets, so good, good for him. That's another team where, you know, they're going to be losing most of the year. You might just get a lot of garbage time points from them that are going to be really good for you. That's yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. For, especially yeah. for fantasy. But yeah. another guy hey, I'm hey, Sterling Shepard, another good one. Yes, you're reading my mind. Sterling Shepard, I think he'll have a good year. But a guy, another guy that did get a new quarterback this year, had a thousand yards last year, Michael Pittman. He had a great week one. Great week one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he did. I think that just shows he's going to have a good year. Um, I think that kind of, uh, I was kind of bummed to see this. We'll talk about Green Bay because Green Bay, I have a couple guys there. Alan Lazard. I was really high on him. I even told you this before some of ours. He didn't even play. It's not that I'm high on Alan Lazard. It's that Alan Lazard has the connection with Aaron already. You watch Aaron. He doesn't like his rookies. The lowest percentage target uh, his number one wide receiver gets has, has gotten is 21% of the playbook. Lazard's going to get targets as long as he's healthy, but he needs to be healthy. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, by the way, I didn't even know Sammy Watkins was there until this week. That that was crazy. Yeah. I saw Sammy Watkins in a Green Bay uniform. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but they have Tunyon. I think Tunyon might be another good, decent option after week one. I just, I don't know, man. Tight ends are, then you have Aaron all, of them are, all of them are hitting this. All right, so so right now I think we're going to shift. Then in, you have. Uh, I think right now we got 10 minutes on the clock here in the pod. Uh, we're going to shift to some rapid fire uh, NFL picks. Uh, Tyler, you've got about four games that you have. I have some separate games that I teased at the beginning. I have not told you about, uh, so let's go with yours. Let's start with uh, you have Bucks saints Yes, I know the Saints are 0-4 with Brady against the uh, Saints in the regular season. Uh, yep. I'm hoping for I'm hoping for a change in that to go 1-1 one one at least this year and split it. But the Bucks were in the red zone five times against Dallas uh, yesterday. And Dallas does have a solid defense. They scored one touchdown out of it. I expect that to change and improve. They're going to have a high offense. I'm just hoping that this is the year, buying into that. Yeah, I like Tampa as well. Uh, New Orleans struggled early on against Atlanta. They came back in the game, obviously, which you should do. Uh, the Colts had the same situation, except they couldn't finish. They got the tie, which uh, I, I, a week one tie against Houston is just such a yuck. At least you didn't get the loss and you're, you're still in the division conversation. Uh, the Titans lost. 
as well. But um, yeah, I like the Bucks. I, I just don't see, even though it is on the road, I, I just don't see them losing this early on in the season when they have their full offense. It, it just feels like it's moving. The, the train is chugging along early for, for Tampa. They seem focused against Dallas. Uh, now you have Patriots and Steelers. I love this matchup. This is no more Big Ben versus Tom Brady. This is much more Mike Tomlin versus Bill Belichick. Uh, and right now, New England's favored. I think that's because Najee Harris is listed as questionable. He's got a little foot thing that they're saying is not a big deal. So he's probably going to play uh, in week two. Uh, I personally have the Steelers in this game. I, I, I at least would take them to cover. What about you? That's where I'm leaning as well, the Steelers. Uh, again, Mac Jones, he got a little injury. I don't, don't know if it's serious or not, back to that. But Steelers, that defense looked incredible last weekend, week one. I was a little worrisome just watching it because you, your defense had four turnovers, at least five turnovers, and you still almost went to OT and barely won that game. But I don't think the Patriots have anywhere close to the offense. Cincinnati has to stay in that game if that defense gets hot again. So I'm going to take in the Steelers in this game at home too. Yeah, that, that as well. I mean, how is New England favored on the road? I don't understand that. Mac Jones did, he, he had a better game than people think against Miami, but he's just so mediocre. He's so meh. Um, all right. Falcons at Rams, Rams minus 10. What do you got? Uh, hammering on with this one. I don't, I don't know how I feel. 10 is a lot to give a team with, with um, in the NFL. The Falcons, it looks like we're in the same same era. They can play, but but they won't close games out. So I kind of want to take the under, uh, take the Falcons on the line, but I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, it could also be one of those things where what if the Rams kind of just mosey along the regular season, kind of like the Chiefs did last year, and they don't play that tough. It's a tough game. Um, I, I It's tough, but I think the Falcons will cover. Yeah, I kind of just wanted to put it there about the Falcons and talk about how Rams are going to have a bounce back week and expect to win, expect more production out of their team, like their wide receivers like Alan Lazard. But I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Falcons to cover on that one. But it goes into my last one, Cardinals at Vegas. Vegas is favored by three and a half. I'm taking Vegas at three and a half. There we the go. Cardinals I like that. Atrocious. Week one, <laughs> I expected at least a little bit better out of them. I can't remember if I ended up taking them last week or if I stuck with it or not right now because I just didn't want to acknowledge that game because it was did not live up to my expectations at all. I knew the Chiefs were going to score points, but they looked atrocious. I'm taking Vegas. That offense looked good. I'm so and the and the 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 Raiders played the Chargers really well. That was a tightly played game. Derek Carr low QBR. Uh, or passer rating, it was 69. Uh, you don't like that, but he had a better game than you think. It's just the three picks. He still had 300 yards passing. He hooked up with Devontae Adams. They looked fine. Get Hunter Renfro going. That's another fantasy player that I absolutely love uh, that I believe uh, someone else took right before I was on the phone with you. I think that was the pick I was on the phone with you for. Uh, and so, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm with you for Vegas. As far as my picks go, I am going completely biased here uh, and I have to uh, Panthers and giants uh, it, it's minus two and a half giants. I am taking the giants all, all the way here week two at home. They looked great against 
Tannehill and Derrick Henry, the defending number one seed in the AFC. Now, on the Strictly Sports Pod, I have the Titans missing the playoffs. That doesn't mean shit. That's just a prediction of mine. So that they're they're still the defending number one AFC seed uh, from last year's playoffs. Derrick Henry uh, and McCaffrey are even. I'm not going to compare the two right now in, in terms of the threat and in terms of yet the game plan. It's the same. Uh, quarterback, though, I'm taking Tannehill over Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield stunk last week. If it wasn't for that 75-yard pass, he had a terrible week. Um, so I think the Giants take this game. They look great against the Titans, and they came back in the second half, and they, they held Derrick Henry down. He had 8.8 fantasy points. He didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. Actually, I don't think that's super bold to you. I know that you're kind of home favoriting. I was looking at that game too. I'm kind of feeling the Giants as well. You know, I just, I, I really hope Saquon's back, and that's kind of why I'm feeling the Giants. Like, let's prove it this week. All right, I'll do these really quickly because you got your props. We got three and a half minutes. Bears, Packers minus ten. Um, I'm taking the Bears to cover. They played the Niners really well. The Packers can't score. That's way too high for me. Uh, I like the Bears to cover in that game. Dolphins, Ravens, this is tough. They have Baltimore favored at home. That That's, you know, it, it's home in Baltimore. Very overwhelming crowd. They have a great defense. But Miami's coming off a win. I think it's a closer game than three and a half. I'll take Miami to cover on the road. I like how Tyreek played. I like how Waddle, when he gets it, he takes off. That's very Chiefs-like. So Mike McDaniel kind of building a 49ers-Chiefs hybrid offense around Tua. He needs it because, you know, that that's what he needs to win football games. Uh, but that's my pick there. So three minutes left. Go to your props. Uh, first off, I agree with you on Green Bay. Just a quick note on that. Props. So these are – I love playing my props lately. I get more interested in my bets. I'm taking any time touchdowns this weekend from Jordan Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Nick Chubb, oh, Jonathan Taylor. That's great. Yes, I think they're all locks. I'm going to throw them in my parlays like I usually do. That's usually what I like to do with my props and up my odds, and that's what I'm playing this weekend. That is a – dude, uh, that's a great – I mean, because especially because Nick Chubb did not score a touchdown last week. He's itching for one. Yeah, I think it's a bounce-back week. He gets one. Taylor, I think he's a lock. They're, who are they playing this weekend? I remember looking at that matchup going. Uh, <laughs> Jags, lock. Jags, Jags. Exactly. And then Cooper Cup, hey, they're playing Atlanta this week. He didn't get one last weekend. Time for him to get his this week. Justin Jefferson. He's so good. Like, I just uh, – I don't know. I, I would be fine with losing a bet with Justin Jefferson not getting a touchdown because that would surprise me. I, I love that this year, and I hope that this remains true. If Cup, Chase, and, uh, and, and he does it again this year and they repeat their years at receiver, they're legit. Now you can start talking about them as legitimate threats. I don't like to call one-offs top five receivers. Um, same thing with quarterbacks, running backs. I, I like to wait for year two. If all those guys can be year two guys and, and dominate again, I mean, that that's great. Jonathan Taylor as well, Najee Harris. You need year twos from them to see if they're legit, you know, superstar. Like they were stars last year, superstars if you can repeat it, and these guys are on the track. Yeah, I mean, that kind of wraps up my props for this week, wraps up my games. I'm hoping for a better week this week. I'm going to throw some parlays into it, like I said. Uh, you know, Cort Cortland Sutton tonight, I'm hoping for him to have a big game. Denver's going to have a good game tonight. I'm expecting them to win, too. Yeah. Good Monday night to start us off. 
Yeah, I'm looking from a lot of guys. How does Melvin Gordon do their tight end? Um, uh, also looking from Jerry Judy, Russell Wilson, former team. It's going to be a fun game. Joe Buck, Monday Night Football. So that'll do it for episode three of Backyard Bets. You can check us out on Twitter at Strictly Sports P, Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. We'll be back next Thursday with episode four. Thank you guys for listening. For Tyler, I'm Jacob, and we'll see you next week.